Hi everyone. So um, just FYI, I recorded this many, many days ago at this point. Um, a lot has happened in the meantime and I'm going to have a separate episode discussing that. Um, so if anything seems kind of outdated or weird or like misplaced um, in terms of, of references that I make, that's why I recorded it, um, I want to say last week at some point. Um, I don't even remember the day that I recorded it. So anyway, it was before a lot changed and happened. Um, so just take that in mind or keep that in mind, I should say, while you listen. Um, and beyond that, enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I'm Wendy Muse, creator of the Left Pocket Project, which brings you the history of leftists of color one swipe at a time. And this is the Left Pocket Project podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the holidays, um, the holiday season and the like. But before I get started, I just want to remind everyone to please check us out on social media, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, Patreon. That's patreon.com slash leftpoc, where you can, of course, always download the podcast episodes, which are all free and open to the public, as well as a few other goodies. Um, and of course, you can be a dollar donor or a $5 comrade there, which helps us keep the podcast and the project afloat, um, helps us pay our guests, and also provide charitable donations on their behalf to the organizations of their choice. Um, and to give back to the community through a variety of means. So be sure to check us out. Again, that's patreon.com slash leftpoc. Thanks, and on with the show. Um, so as I said, today's episode is going to be a bit about the holidays, but primarily about our response to the holidays and ways that we can support people um, through this time. I also, before I really get started, I just want to apologize for the sound. I'm recording in a different area right now so that I can get this done before I accidentally pass out. Um, I've been incredibly fatigued all weekend, like starting Thursday or Friday. I mentioned it in last night's episode, but like it's gotten really weird. I mean, like today I was asleep. I was asleep for like a big chunk of the day and I still feel tired. Um, I tested my daughter uh, who's been congested for COVID. She doesn't have COVID. So I don't think we have COVID. Um, we meaning my husband and me, uh, but I'm going to test as well in the morning just to make sure that I don't have COVID. Um, but yeah, I've just been really, 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 really fatigued kind of out of nowhere. Um, there's a lot going on, but like nothing out of the ordinary in terms of just the degree of work that I have to do. But maybe, maybe my body is like rebelling against me because she's like, what are you doing? You've been doing this too long. Stop it. Um, but anyway, wanted to get this out of the way before I, um, got to doing other work that I need to finish and then, and, or accidentally passing out. Um, so I'm recording it in the den. The sound is a little bit different here because it's, le it's more open spacey kind of, and less tight, like in my room. So anyway, enough of that. Uh, y'all don't care about that. So I want to talk about the holidays today. And I, I called this, um, episode struggle season because, I know that the holidays are not all warm and fuzzy for everyone and that the holiday season can be different for different people, um, different depending on the year and what's going on. I know for me, it's not always been a happy time just because, you know, I have issues sometimes with my mother 
or frequently actually um, in adulthood. And I think that there are challenges sometimes to in that relationship that makes holidays a little bit difficult. Um, I don't go home very often, like back to Memphis um, for that reason. Um, and also just like the inconvenience of it all. Now with COVID, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be going back to Memphis for any holidays anytime soon. Um, and, you know, it's, it's okay for them to come up here and visit me if they're tested and my family's all vaccinated and stuff. But still, it's just been difficult um, logistically and also just thinking about the health situation uh, to have them here. And I don't want them, <clears throat> you know, exposing my daughter or me to something uh, by virtue of their traveling. So anyway, um, I recognize that that's difficult for those of you who are dealing with family that's like far away and that you have to travel rather significant distances to see COVID put a wrench in that for a lot of people, um, especially those of us who are staying safe and trying to be really as cautious as possible about this and or who have, you know, immunocompromised family members or are immunocompromised themselves, uh, ourselves, who have young children who can't get vaccinated, et cetera. It's, it's a different kind of burden. Um, and I respect and understand that. I think there's also a degree of the holiday that becomes difficult because some people are dealing with family that, um, you know, engage in behaviors that are harmful on the basis of identity or class or whatever. So you'll have family members who are abusive, um, because their other family member is trans or gay or bi or has a person, you know, a partner of a different race or whatever. Um, and sometimes going home for the holidays can just sort of reignite, that trauma and reopen a lot of wounds that are not healed and that are actively bleeding. Um, and I think that, you know, when we talk sometimes that, that excessive positivity around the holidays can be really difficult for people who are going through these sorts of things, people who have financial difficulty, people who are, um, in precarious situations in terms of their safety, right? People who have substance abuse issues, people who are working through a whole host of problems, um, sometimes turning on the TV and seeing jingle bells and, and gift opening and all of this stuff all the time, while in some cases can be, you know, can, can bring back nostalgia in a positive way, can make you feel happy. Like I know when I see a Christmas tree in my house, once I put it up, I haven't put up this year's Christmas tree yet, but like once I put up the Christmas tree, decorate it. I just want to leave it there all year. Like it was one of the things that helped keep me sane. I feel like in 2020, I would just look at the tree and feel happy, you know, um, because I hadn't taken my tree down, uh, you know, by the time I can't, well, had I taken my tree down? I, no, I think I'm thinking about the 2021 tree. I had already taken my Christmas tree down from 2019, but the 2020 tree stayed up well into 2021 just because I, I found 2020 to be such a depressing year despite the many positive things that happened in my life um but that tree was kind of like a I don't know it was like a nice little heartwarming element to my house I would look at the Christmas decorations and just feel happy you know and comforted in that but at the same time I also recognize that certain holiday decorations can be triggering for people um and the positivity and the the constant, you know, you have to be happy and give gifts, but all of that can be, can be triggering depending on your situation. And I think that, you know, people have to be more 
um, mindful of these things. And it's one of the reasons why, like, I'm actually happy that my daughter's school isn't doing like anything. I don't think they're doing anything for Christmas. Um, and if they are, it's probably going to be like a, you know, short personal, like the kids can bring in, um, I don't know, maybe have, they may have like an art project or something related to Christmas, but I don't think they're going to make a big deal about it. And I think that that's important sometimes just in reflecting on the fact that obviously kids are all coming from different ethnic and racial backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, countries. Um, and while Christianity is obviously the, the predominant religion in the United States, it, we don't have an official religion here. And, um, by virtue of having, you know, religious freedom, we need to make sure that we respect, you know, the many different holidays that people celebrate or don't. I mean, even atheists, right? I always think about atheists in, in the holiday season. Like, you know, this, again, everything's like forced down your throat. And I can see how for some people that can just be really annoying, grating, um, and as I said before, triggering. So I just want to dedicate this episode to the people who are going through some things um, this winter and amid Christmas, Hanukkah, and, um, you know, some of the more recent holidays, because this this season is just like a lot of holidays all at once. You have Halloween, then you go straight into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then New Year's, and you have Hanukkah usually around the same time, like sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, people who celebrate Kwanzaa, you have Kwanzaa, and like there are all these family events and things. And I think the current circumstances dampen that a bit automatically, but then, or at least for those people who have been um, isolated in some way due to COVID, but then also just like it, it further accelerates any sort of. Um, depressive state some people are in or financial precarity people are in etc because you can't you cannot possibly enjoy the holiday if you're in a in that sort of position you know um and I hope that people know that there's help out there there are suicide hotlines there are there's online counseling and the like but I also just want to say something else that I think needs to be fixed rather severely or is a rather severe problem is that like Real counseling is very expensive, right? Even online counseling is so expensive. Um, and I was shocked when I saw the prices. I can't remember how. I feel like someone was talking about it on like a, a vlog that I was watching or whatever. And just out of curiosity, I looked up the prices. And I mean, online counseling, like e-counseling is so expensive. I was shocked. And I know that a lot of, you know, social media influencers and stuff shill for better health and all these these websites that are um about counseling people online and and I've heard bad things about better health too but like just the fact that they're so costly it's very financially prohibitive for people you know um and <laughs> it's unfair because people who are going through these situations of course are not all going to be rich and not everyone's going to have access to insurance that covers counseling and things like that so what are they supposed to do, you know, and how are they supposed to, to live through whatever situation they're going through without the help that they need? And, and in those instances, people begin to self-medicate, um, through alcohol and other substance abuse, um, sometimes may result in self-harm and violence towards others. You know, you just never know how people will respond to whatever traumas or, or, inflictions and whatever they're going through that they can't get help for. And so we desperately need um, mental health care to be something that's subsidized by the government 
entirely. I mean, people should just be able to go to counseling if they need it, um, either in person or online, regardless of their financial status. And yet, even that is like that here in this country, there's a huge set of hoops that you have to jump through um, to get some sort of counseling. And then if you jump through those hoops, even once you set everything up, you may not have the money and you may not be able to afford it. Um, so it's just really the fact that something that's so desperately needed by, for so many people is so inaccessible. It's just wild to me. Um, and it also kind of makes those calls that I feel like come to a crescendo in popular media where they're like, you should just go get counseling. Everybody should get, get counseling, go get counseling, go talk to someone. You know, you hear these kinds of messages all the time in the, in the media. And yet the people saying that all are like well-insured or rich or both, and they have easy access to counseling. And the average person whom they're telling to do that does not and will not anytime soon um, due to financial restraints or constraints. So, yeah, it's just, it's really frustrating. And I think, you know, this goes for any sort of personalized um, blame that people place on others, like with regard to what they eat, um, what their house is like, you know, what their job is like how they dress, et cetera. There are all sorts of layers to blame, uh, personal blame that, that go back to financial issues or economic inequality. But I think counseling is one where you see a really apparent um, disparity between those who tell others to go get counseling. Like it's like go get a pack of Skittles or the Snickers bar or whatever at the grocery store or the corner store. Um, it's something that just everybody can do. And that's not the case. But I think that for those of you who are in, are having crisis, you know, definitely there are free hotlines for that sort of thing. Um, if you have friends in the area or even that you can call up on the phone or Skype with or zoom with or something, try to have some sort of contact with people whom you know and trust and who love you. If they, if, if those people are in your life, call them and seek help that way. And they also may be able to help you, um, through whatever you're going through, even if they're not professionals, right? At the end of the day, you know, professionals are also human beings and we all go through things and have helped people through things. And that doesn't, I mean, it helps to have a psych degree, but that's not a prerequisite for being a kind human being. And on that note, I just wanted to add something else as we talk about this sort of like struggle season. You know, I, (laughs) I am, I always say kind of like a compassionate communist. Like I believe in the work of people like the Black Panthers and like Paulo Freire and others who really have seen the space and the necessity to be kind, it, to incorporate that, to center that in their politics. So like you can care about commun, you know, you can care about capitalism, be against it and be very militant in your politics. But at the same time, when it comes to the community that you are fighting for, you absolutely have to be willing to have, you know, positive human interactions with people. They actually matter, right? How you treat people matters. And, you know, I've seen plenty of people who have like good politics on paper, but who don't know and don't want to have a conversation with others who have no social skills, who have no ability to speak with their fellow, you know, human being and, and interact with them on a human, human basis. You know, people get so hard and fixed in their ideologies that they lose sight of others' humanity. And I think that it's important that we be 
kind and considerate and care for one another. And I think that in many cases, you know, like left politics at the center of them should be not only this critique of institutional and systemic problems, but also very much a response and understanding of care and how to apply that in our communities. And so at this kind of time, you know, when a lot of people and at least the society as a whole is celebrating this major holiday, everyone's talking about consumerism and, you know, going to visit your family and being happy and singing carols and dressing up in your Christmas pajamas and all this stuff. If those sorts of things bother you or if they bring up hard times in your life or are difficult for you to engage in right now for whatever reason, just know that it's not going to be like this forever, right? Like it doesn't have to be this way forever. There are people who care about you. There are people out there who notice what's going on with you and who will hopefully be able to reach out and support you. And if they are not in your immediate vicinity, as I said, you may have to do some of the reaching out. Um, But just know that you're not alone and that there is someone, even if it's a perfect stranger, who may be willing to provide the care necessary to kind of get you through whatever you're going through, um, as difficult as it may be. And I think also, and I know I, I should say, I don't think this is like a, an overly optimistic kind of Pollyanna approach, right? Even in the toughest of cities, I've seen acts of kindness on a daily basis towards other people. They do exist. And, it's important to not lose sight of the power of that kind of kindness as well. Because again, I think sometimes, especially because like left ideology is so um, often separated from religion. So these kinds of messages about kindness, about love, about, you know, like recognizing fellow humans and, and stuff like that is kind of part of the shared network of humanity or whatever. Um, that, that kind of language is often lacking. Now, you see it come up in certain philosophers and ideologies um, more explicitly on the left. But there are certainly, um, you know, certainly things that we can do on a personal basis to make sure that those kinds of principles are like incorporated into our everyday lives and behaviors as people who consider ourselves some version of left. Um, And I don't think that has to be wrapped up in religion, right? For some people, religion helps ground that. For other people, it doesn't. Like, I myself am not religious, but I think that some of the teachings of religion, if you're applying it truly the way it was written, can be helpful. But beyond religion, I think in general, just like the concept of being nice to others, being kind to others, being thoughtful, careful, you know, listening to others, that's just like, common sense humanity to me, right? Like, I don't think it requires some sort of religious backing in order for people to engage each other in those ways. Um, It's a matter of having some sort of empathy towards others or even altruism to some degree um, in order to really connect with others, to do things selflessly, to do things because you know that it will help the community, not just because you want some sort of recognition or you want to be like the big bad fill-in-the-blank ideologue, right? Um, You want to win an argument or whatever. That's not what being on the left should be about. It should not be about being an edgelord. It should not be about debates. It should not be about any of these sorts of peacocking-style mechanisms to promote oneself, but instead to think about how we can help others, how we can connect with others, how we can bring people into the fold and support one another 
that is actually very, very important. And I think an element that's often neglected in these online spaces for sure, but in general in left spaces. You know, we see a bit about self-care and stuff that's often actually ridiculed. But I think as a community um, of leftists, we need sort of a community sense of self-care, not this sort of individualistic, let me go get some bath bombs and get my hair done self-care kind of way, but literally in the sense of like, you need my support right now and I'm going to provide it through whatever means that I can to make sure that you're okay, right? Those sorts of connections with people matter. Um, and, you know, again, in this, in this time, uh, during the holiday season and as people are trying to just get through their lives with what little they may have emotionally, spiritually, financially, you know, just to be there for people and to be be responsive, um, to their needs, but also to push yourself to listen to others' needs, Sometimes we get so caught up in whatever we have to do that we aren't listening as well as we should. We don't have our ears open to what other people's needs are. And I think at this time, it's important to recognize not only what we need and to check in with ourselves, but to check in with others as well who may need someone from the outside to ask them, are they okay? And can I help you? Um, so with that said, I just want everyone to be kind, please. Like leave this feeling like you can be kind. And understand that like Christmas or any holiday around this time has a sort of commercial aspect, but there's a much larger kind of um, aspect to it with regard to community that's important to instill and to enact. Um, So anyway, with that said, I hope that all of you who are struggling do find help that you need or find and, and whether that's technical and official um, you know, licensed psychiatric, psychiatric, psychiatric help, or if it's support just from a friend or family member or a dog or something, someone on the internet, who knows, um, but that you have some, something, some sort of semblance of support there. Um, you know, I hope that you can find that and I, or if I hope that someone can offer that to you, right. Provide you with that when you need it. And, um, I also hope, again, as I always say, that everyone's staying safe, but that they're also taking care of one another. And this is a big, big, important thing, right? You can't survive a pandemic on your own. You have to rely on each other and one another. You have to rely on other people, I should say, to make things work still, right? We're still at that stage. And so if people are able to remain, you know, um, solid in their in their support of one another, um, if there's any time this is it, right? Um, so anyway, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, take care of one another, support one another. And on that note, I'm going to close out as per usual. Make sure you check us out on social media and, uh, on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash left POC. We'll have some more episodes with guests coming up very soon. Um, have some scheduled stuff already, so I'm getting excited. And if you have anything that you would like for me to talk about on Vlogmas or look at me, I'm still messing this up. For Podmas, there we go. I have a podcast, not a YouTube channel. Um, But if you have anything specific that you want me to talk about or research and like do a little short essay on, let me know. I'm interested in uh, hearing about what you all want to hear about. So with that note, note, excuse me, um, everyone have a good night and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.